This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 728. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 728. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday if you're listening in live time. Ooh, we're going to dig in today to a big topic. We are going to be talking about inadequacy. And I feel like this is the kind of conversation where maybe you're like raising your hand like, yep, that's relatable, but also maybe feeling some feelings about raising your hand to identify, to self-identify as someone who feels or experiences inadequacy. Like it's maybe not where you want to publicly raise your hand, but behind closed doors in the privacy of your car or your closet or your bathroom, or maybe your kitchen, you're like, "Mm, yep, that's me. So what inspired this conversation was actually my conversation with Monica Packer on About Progress, her podcast. A couple months ago, I talked with her really specifically around women and inadequacy. And you can go back, highly recommend Monica's show. She's outstanding. So if you want to go listen to About Progress and listen to our conversation, um, absolutely do that. As I was talking things through with her and getting in, into the meat of women and inadequacy, I thought, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this on the Shameless Mom Academy and dig into this. And what's also interesting with timing is that I'm also doing a lot of work right now and research around imposter syndrome and the evolution of imposter syndrome over the last 50 years and what it means for women, what it means for women of color, what it means as a societal condition and something that has been built into 
systemic oppression in a lot of ways. And when we look at all of that, I'm like, oh, yeah, like there's a lot of reasons that we feel really inadequate that we need to talk about. So I'm looking forward to digging into all of this today because I think you're going to find it really illuminating. And as you feel that illumination process happening, I think you're going to uncover some things that allow you to be like stand in your strengths and also shine a little bit more. And I think shine a lot more unapologetically. I think you're going to see some things today where you're like, oh, crap, like I need to get through a few things in order to really show up the way I want to be showing up. So let's talk about what fuels inadequacy. Why do we feel inadequate? Like, where does that come from? I think that because we often experience this privately, because it feels personal and can be wrapped up in shame or guilt or maybe regret or resentment or a lot of uncertainty that calls into question our own self-worth and who we are and how we experience the world. I think that we don't talk about it enough with other people to feel like this is normalized, that it's normal for women to feel inadequate. And when we are holding this all privately and internally without doing any external processing, I think the festering that can take place, it can really, really take a toll on us. And when that festering is happening, it's like an internal rumination that doesn't allow us to heal and to process and to move forward. And it can really, really keep us stuck. So when you think about ways where you might feel inadequate, whether it's in one part of your life or many parts of your life. Maybe for you, it's in your marriage, or maybe for you, it's in your workplace, or maybe it's because you aren't currently working in a role outside the home that you're making money on, and maybe that's your inadequacy. Maybe it's around another activity or situation or scenario in your life. When you think about how you feel in that inadequacy, what does that feel like to you? When we dig into that, it can be pretty uncomfortable. Feeling inadequate can be really uncomfortable. And I have been in places and spaces where I've felt inadequate for sure. And it's always been so interesting. Whenever I'm in a situation and I feel inadequate and I notice that like I'm sitting in the room feeling that way, I always on the back end of that experience can recognize that, oh, I felt inadequate when I walked in that room because I was telling myself a whole bunch of stories that were not true. And so this actually happened recently. I was in a room with a whole bunch of colleagues, people I had never met before. And I went in just making a bunch of assumptions about their level of success compared to mine. And because of that, I was really timid for the first, we were spending three days together. And the first day I was just like, I'm not going to speak up. Like, I'm just here to listen because I'm pretty sure like, I don't have anything value to say because they already know more than me because they're all more successful than me. And like, just all these stories that I was telling myself by the end of the three days, I was like, oh, I am totally qualified to be here. And my inadequacy that I felt on that first day was my stories that I was making up. I was collecting all sorts of wrong information and carrying all sorts of wrong evidence into that room. And by the time I left, I was like, this is so interesting to notice how some metrics or some measures of success for these folks, they may have ranked higher than me. And then on others, I would have ranked way higher than them. And in any scenario, like you get to pick 
what you place value on. And so in this moment, I was like, oh, well, this person has been doing something longer than me. So therefore, like they are more qualified or this person makes more money doing this thing than me. So they're more qualified or this person has some sort of other measurable metric of success in this field that it ranks higher than mine. So they're more adequate. They're more qualified. They're more like well-versed in whatever's being spoken about. And what I realized over the course of the few days was that those metrics and measures of success that I had made up as like the markers to qualify someone to speak up in the room or have an opinion on something were total BS, and not the actual things that actually mattered. And also the other thing that was kind of funny is it wasn't what anyone else was paying attention to or tracking. So the other thing that happens when we feel inadequate, we pay attention to weird things that other people don't care about. And so maybe this happens to you And like a stupid issue with, and I'm saying stupid because I think this will be relatable, but like we all are going to be like, oh, I've totally done that and caught myself. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So perhaps you show up to an event with other women or other moms and you're like, oh, they're like dressed more nicely than me or like they all have like the right bag. Or I remember early on in my personal training days, it was like everyone was wearing like Lululemon pants, but like I was still wearing Old Navy, you know, and I was like, well, like I'm a personal trainer. I should be wearing the fancy Lululemon pants. But oh, my God, they cost like 120 bucks and like I did not have the budget for that. So you like you walk into a room and you make you create some weird story around some weird metric. And then you're like, well, I'm not adequate because I don't have that thing. And then as you get more comfortable in an environment, you're like, yeah, that thing doesn't matter at all. <laughs> That's not the thing that actually matters in this room. So when we think about what fuels inadequacy, let's talk through four different things. The first thing is that we're often collecting the wrong evidence. We are looking at the wrong thing. So we're either using some sort of weird measuring system in our head where we're like creating ratings and rankings around like who deserves what and where people stand and like how people all fall in line next to each other. And we're creating totally wrong stories or just really incomplete evidence or we're ignoring correct evidence that could support another argument. So what I mean by that is you might say, well, I can't apply for that job because I haven't worked in that field for the last four years because I've been at home raising kids. So you automatically are using this evidence. The evidence is I haven't been in the workforce for four years, therefore I'm less qualified than someone else. Now, what if your experience before that matters a whole hell of a lot? What if your degree is super specific around the exact thing that they're hiring for? What if the skills that you have been using and leveraging in your community, whether it's at home with your children or the ways you've shown up and supported your community center or your church or your school district during the time that you have been staying home raising babies, what if that all counts? What if that all qualifies you? What if that makes you a very worthy candidate? But instead, you're looking at like, well, I have this four-year gap. You're collecting the wrong evidence and you're so caught up in that evidence that all you can feel is this inadequacy because you're like, well, this person over here doesn't have that hole because you're seeing it as a hole. You're seeing it as a lesson. You're seeing it as something that's a negative when it's not necessarily that thing. So that's the first thing that can fuel inadequacy is collecting the wrong evidence. The next thing that can fuel inadequacy is lack of recognition. So maybe in your personal life, people don't recognize all the things that you do all of the time. Maybe in your professional life, people don't recognize and praise you and acknowledge and affirm and validate all of the things that you do all of the time. All the balls that you keep in the air, all the plates that, you, that are very full and overwhelming and about to fall off that you keep spinning around the clock day in, day out. Maybe society doesn't recognize or affirm or validate all of the things that women do, all of the things that moms do. So when we look at recognition, women and moms are typically not recognized personally, professionally, or societally for all the things that we do. So of course we are going to feel inadequate because no one is giving us a medal for the one million things that we hold space for every single day. 
when we don't have that recognition, when we don't have anyone saying like, wow, you can really manage a lot of things at once. We don't go into a job interview saying, you know what? I can really manage a lot of things at once. We don't even recognize that in ourselves. So that lack of recognition over time doesn't put us in a position of power unless we take that back and really consciously decide to own the things that we do, the ways that we show up, the ways that we have superpowers and strengths that society and our professions and potentially our personal relationships are not going to acknowledge for us. The next thing that fuels inadequacy is imposter syndrome. And when I talk about imposter syndrome, I'm not talking about the way that you feel about in terms of feeling like you're a fraud in a situation. I am talking about the way that society has been set up to systematically make you feel like a fraud in certain situations. So imposter syndrome is not necessarily about the way that you feel in a situation and walking in and feeling inadequate. That's how it manifests. That's how it shows up. It's very real that you feel inadequate and feel like an imposter in many situations, possibly. But imposter syndrome is a manifestation created by systems that do not make space for women or for moms or for people of color or for people who live in bigger bodies or for people with disabilities or for people in the LGBTQ plus community. So the imposter syndrome that we feel, those very real feelings of inadequacy, of feeling not qualified, of feeling like a fraud in our own lives are because systems have been built to make us feel inadequate and to keep us small. So that feeling of inadequacy is on purpose. The system was built for some people to feel very adequate and very validated and very affirmed and to feel like they have a lot of power. And the system was also built for people to feel exactly the opposite, for people to not have power, for people to not feel validated or affirmed in certain ways and in certain roles and in certain places to take where they might want to take up space. And then another piece where you might be fueling and find something that fuels inadequacy is perfectionism. So perfectionism fuels inadequacy because we are always striving to do like 110%. We are always striving to do more, to be more, to overproduce, to overcreate, to overdo, and to overprove that we are qualified, that we are capable, that we are worthy. So perfectionism fuels inadequacy for us over and over and over again. So what do we do about this? If you're like, holy cow, now I'm mad. (laughs) I'm right there with you. So what do we do about these feelings of inadequacy? And when we recognize like what fuels this and that maybe we have been spinning and ruminating and feeling really stuck in these feelings of inadequacy that are not just in our heads, that are not just something that we have created ourselves, but then have been part of bigger systems that have been created for us really intentionally to put other people in positions of power more so than women, more so than moms, more so than people of color, more so than anyone who has all sorts of differing or othered identities or marginalized identities or commonly excluded, intentionally excluded identities. So what do we do? I'm going to give you four things that you can do to work through this inadequacy, but I also want to recognize that while there are things that you can do around this, that the burden of inadequacy falls on society. We as women and moms have internalized that, but the burden falls on the system. And when I say the system, yes, I mean the patriarchy. (laughs) The burden falls on the systems that have been intentionally built to support typically white males to have the jobs, to sit at the tables, 
to be in power. Those rules were not created for a mom who needs to get off work at 245 to go pick up her kids. Those rules were not created for a mom of three who has rotating illnesses in her house for three months straight, which I know is so many households right now. Those systems were not created for a woman who's eight months pregnant who needs to go find a new job. The systems were not created for a woman who has a child with a disability who is in and out of schools or potentially changing schools mid-year because finding the right educational system that supports this child's needs is a full-time job in and of itself. So this burden falls on society and society is failing us. So we have to acknowledge that piece first. Now, society is not going to come knocking and helping us today or tomorrow. So in the meantime... (laughs) In the meantime, what can you do so that you're not sitting in this inadequacy, letting your life and the systems run your life for you in a way that doesn't serve you and in a way that leaves you feeling like crap every day? So the first thing you can do is look for past proof. When you are feeling that those feelings of inadequacy, look for past proof that counters what you are feeling. So when you're feeling like, oh, geez, and this this is what just happened with me recently. So I'm sitting in this room, I'm feeling inadequate. And I'm like, oh gosh, like everyone else in here is more qualified than me. Well, I've been doing this thing. I've been podcasting for seven years and I'm sitting in a room of podcasters. A lot of people in this room have not been doing this for seven years. I've done this through really, really hard seasons in my life. I was not sitting in this room with a whole lot of moms. I have podcasted through very hard seasons and that qualifies me to speak to things in a different way on a different level. I've never missed an episode in seven years. I've never missed an episode recording on a, every or releasing an episode every single Monday or Wednesday for seven years. So when I'm looking at past proof, when I'm feeling like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified to sit in this room. Oh my gosh, I'm so qualified to sit in this room because I've been doing this for a really long time. I've never missed an episode. I've been beyond consistent. That's all proof that I deserve to be here. There's very, 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 very few people that can say that. So looking for past proof, whether it is exactly precisely relevant to the situation that you're in, or it's just past proof of you being a high integrity person, a highly capable person, a person who gets the job done, a person who's resourceful and scrappy when things get complicated, a person who can call in favors because you're well-connected, a person who is creative and nimble. All of that proof can create and leverage adequacy and capability in a huge way. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. 
So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Next is owning. Number two is owning education, professional experience, and lived experience. So it's so funny, especially for me, like I got my degree like 1 million years ago, right? And I actually have two degrees that I got 1 million years ago. So one of my degrees I got in 1998. My other degree I got in 2003. And when I think about like, that was so long ago. And so when I think about what I'm doing and that I'm in the space of podcasting, for example, or I'm in the space of speaking, those are qualifications a lot of people don't have to have two degrees. The other piece of this is professional experience. What's been so interesting to me, some of my highest stakes conversations that I get to have with people, and this just happened yesterday. So yesterday I got to have a conversation with someone who is hiring me to come in and do a talk at a nonprofit that was founded by someone who founded a Fortune 10 company. Someone who founded a Fortune 10 company a long time ago, still a Fortune 10 company, now has a nonprofit. And this nonprofit is like, hey, we have these affinity groups and we would love for you to come in and talk about imposter syndrome and perfectionism in these affinity groups. So I'm getting on the phone with this woman who was phenomenal. It was such a great, fun, enlightening conversation. And we were on the same page about all these different things. And I mean, I could have just talked to her forever. But one of the questions she asked me, she said, I want to know how you got into this work. And I could have said, well, I started out with this podcast, but I decided to take it back further than that. Because really the work that I do now around helping people take up space is because of the work that I did for 15 years in the fitness industry, helping women shrink their bodies. So when I go to qualify myself in anything that I'm doing professionally, I own that experience. I own that this work that I did in another career for 15 years opened my eyes to something that I was no longer okay with. And that shifted the trajectory of how I wanted to live my life, how I wanted to lead in the world, and how I wanted to use my voice and take up space. So I made a career choice to walk away from a business, a successful business, that was helping women shrink their bodies because I knew that I had the skills and the talents and the strengths to help women take up more space. And it would be a disservice for me to continue to help women shrink their bodies as a primary goal in this profession. And when I shared that with her, with this woman on the call, she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I love 
that that's where this started from. So I didn't like read off my resume to be like, well, I have this podcast and I talk about this thing. I went back way further than that. And in doing that, I was able to qualify myself to say, hey, a whole separate 15 year career, which by the way, like is a big qualifier right there, taught me something that informed a whole new career and was a major stepping off point that allowed me to build something that could have more impact in the world. So I want you to think about when you're feeling inadequate, how can you own your education and your past experience in a way that makes everything compound on top of each other rather than just looking at one little thing at a time? And then the other piece of that is lived experience. When I shared this story with this woman, I said, after I had my son, I realized I could no longer ethically help women shrink their bodies. I realized in trying to recover from my own experience in childbirth that I no longer had a business that was aligned with my own personal core values. And now you all know, like my lived experience is the basis for the Shameless Mom Academy. It's why I started the show. It's so much of what I talk about in here is my own lived experience. How can you use your lived experience? This doesn't mean you need to share like everything out loud and be an oversharer or someone that like is invested in trauma bonding where you're just like sharing your traumas for the sake of people to be like, oh my gosh, like I went through hard things too. But how can you leverage your lived experience and own that like, well, wow, by virtue of having survived motherhood, I'm really good at multitasking. I'm really good at being nimble. I'm really good at thinking on my feet. I'm really good at showing up and serving. I'm really good at being immeasurably patient in hard times. That all counts. The third thing that you can do when you're looking to overcome inadequacy is to recognize that the messy stuff is the rich and juicy stuff. The messy stuff where we often feel the most inadequate, where we're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the season where nothing's going right. Everything's falling apart. Everything's exploding. And I don't feel like I have control over any of it. That's the rich and juicy stuff. And I've had a lot of that in the last couple of years since the pandemic, personally and professionally. That messy stuff is the rich and juicy stuff that allows for growth opportunities and to where you get to build unique skills, talents, and gifts. I can tell you that having taken two businesses through really tumultuous times, the recession in 2008, 2009, and then through COVID, that that has given me unique skills, talents, and gifts that make me really, really marketable in terms of how I can show up and coach people and guide people and teach people and like have really powerful messages in whatever space I show up. So recognizing that that messy stuff is that's like the rich and juicy magic and owning that rather than being victim to that owning that oh, I had to go through this sticky stuff and what am I going to take with me out of that? I have clients right now going through professional transitions. I have clients going through divorces. I have clients going through like major sticky, messy stuff. And they are looking at like, this is the rich and juicy stuff. It's hard. It's ugly. It's messy. It's gross. And they hate moments of it. And also they're really able to find like, this is some of the rich and juicy, really magical stuff that is going to transform the course of my life in all the best ways. And then fourth is using better evidence moving forward. So as you start to do this, looking for past proof, owning your education, your professional experience, your lived experience, recognizing that that messy stuff is where the rich and juicy stuff lives, then you start carrying that with you. So you are now collecting better evidence moving forward and you're like carrying it like you're like literally like it's in a little briefcase beside you with some pockets. And anytime you walk into a room, you're like, hold on, which pocket do I need to pull out of today? Like what pocket am I pulling out of the front pocket or the left pocket? Is it the big pocket? in the front? Or is it like that little pocket in the back where like I stuffed that one thing for when I needed the right kind of evidence? So collecting that better evidence moving forward will 
build upon itself. Once you practice this, once you look for that past proof and you find it, then you carry that with you. Once you own that education experience, you carry that with you. Once you recognize that messy stuff, like you hear me say a lot of the same things over and over in this podcast when I'm talking about the transitional transformational times in my life, because I am carrying those with me very intentionally always recognizing that those were the moments that really, really mattered. So once you pinpoint those moments and those seasons, you get to carry that with you. Like that's the evidence that you use over and over again. You'll find new evidence as you go, but you're not looking for brand new evidence every single day. (laughs) You're using the same evidence over and over again because that gives you power and that allows you to shift out of that inadequacy in a moment's notice when you're in a sticky situation. So that is what I wanna leave you with today. I want you to recognize what fuels inadequacy, that it's not just you, that it's by design for women and moms. And then also looking at how can you, even though the burden is on society to relieve this for women and moms, they're not doing it anytime soon. So what can you do to override or overcome this in this moment? and looking at those four steps that I just gave you. So please share this episode out with other mamas who you know who might be stuck right now, who might be feeling this inadequacy, who might be ruminating on why they don't feel worthy or enough, and share this episode so that they can get unstuck right now. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here next week. We have a fantastic interview coming up with actually two interview guests who you are going to love and adore. It's a super, super fun conversation. So please join me back here on Wednesday. I cannot wait to talk to you with my new friends, Yvette and Rasha, uh, talking about their podcast release, Facing Evil, which is, oh my goodness, such a fantastic show that I want you all to be listening to. So come back for that conversation on Wednesday and I will see you then. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 